0: What's going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a uh, special Halloween edition. This will be out on Halloween uh, of uh, Phoenix Down. This is is
1: the Halloween game.
0: Yeah, this is the Halloween game. It's uh, finally a good horror game.
1: Yeah, we've played plenty of Halloween games, but none have been so exciting and uh, actually delivered on the scares and being a fulfilling enjoyable horror experience.
0: There you go. Yeah, it's 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 a different thing. The uh the only thing I can remember from Siren was uh the head inside of the cabinet. <laughs> that that kind of freaked me out for a second there. Other than that that game was really annoying. But this one not so much. But I am Drew. And uh, tonight, I do have with me Matt. Hello. And yeah, we are continuing our playthrough of Resident Evil Remake. Capcom created in 2002. The remake to the successful, highly successful Resident Evil on the original PlayStation. uh, This time on the GameCube and Wii. Uh, We are playing different characters. I mean, obviously, anybody who's keeping up with us right now uh, I'm playing as Chris Redfield and Matt is playing as Jill Valentine um, we've explored mm, a good amount of the mansion uh, mainly trying to find the armor key that's the big that was the big thing we tried to get to uh, the first part of the game uh, mainly to get these masks uh, so that we can put them on these busts in a um, a very creepy Area inside of a cemetery. This, it, the locations in this game are fucking weird,
1: um, yeah, heightened by the, the really strong lighting.
0: Yeah, the lighting effects—that's one thing. This game is kind of blurred out because it is in standard definition, but the lighting effects still look great.
1: Yeah, lighting does look good. Sit back a few feet, do yourself the favor. Yeah, and uh, you know, I'm still finding what I how I felt after the first session. Which is, uh, you know, that I just kind of felt that I, I was disadvantaging myself by getting right up close to it. And, you know, the, the game does feel kind of blurry when you're sitting up close. But the more I play it still, the more the more impressed I am by the way it looks.
0: Yeah. I can't wait to see what the uh, the HD remake looks like in February. Yeah. Um, But, yeah. Was so-
1: I didn't want to buy a Wii from the day it was launched. I'm like, come on. I don't care that it doesn't have good graphics, but the lack of widescreen yeah. and just like basic HD like killed me.
0: Yeah, there was no HD. Then, you know, so the Wii is still in standard definition. Nintendo had, didn't do the jump to high definition until the Wii U. So, always a generation behind, it seems like. But yeah, so we explored part of the mansion. Uh, we... I got the masks. The last thing we talked about was fighting off the uh, the snake.
1: Yeah, that was the last thing I had done last time we recorded. Yeah,
0: yawn was the is the name of the snake. Wait, is so that quick.
1: ever mentioned in game, or is that just? Uh,
0: I don't think so. I think it was
1: because it, it seems a little tongue in cheek. Like, oh, it's got a big mouth. Look at that yawn. Yeah, you know, it seems almost a little bit sarcastic or funny.
0: I don't think it is. I think that the the, the game. I don't think it's inside in the game anywhere, but I think Capcom refers to that enemy as Yawn, though. You know, it's not like, oh, a bunch of people who played this game a lot just call it Yawn. Right.
1: But but neither is it people in Raccoon City or the outskirts of Raccoon City that would call it Yawn,
0: correct? Yeah, yeah. It's not in the game itself, but I think like Capcom, it may be in like the the instruction manual or something like saying, oh, this is Yawn, mm. or whatever. So, um, But yeah, I got bit. Chris got bit and uh, collapsed. Had to have Rebecca save him by going to get serum. Um, I got the, uh, the crest. It's one of the crests. I think it's the Wind Crest.
1: Yeah, wind. Uh,
0: which is used to get something really nice a little bit later on. Yep. But after we do that, um, we have to get these death masks. Um,
1: I had trouble with one. Um, and this, this was partially born out of my desire not to use the fac Uh-huh. I couldn't find that freaking crow room anywhere.
0: Oh, the one with the uh, the paintings. Yeah the, yeah,
1: the paintings, and you got you got to change the colors of the three different types of paintings.
0: Yeah,
1: were they? I don't know if they're paintings. Maybe uh, like stained glass. Stained glass, yeah. Uh, yeah, I couldn't find that room forever.
0: Yeah, it was, was a wandering
1: pa- around this mansion.
0: <laughs> it was a painting gallery in the uh, in the first game, and in fact, you if you played as Jill or even Chris, you could go into that room almost immediately. It was one of the first things you did in the game. Um, I'll tell you
1: why I couldn't find that room either is because the two times I had been in that corridor, there were four zombies in one room. And so both times I just turned around and I'm like, nope, going to go find somewhere else to go. Yeah. Because at the time I I was initially there, I wasn't sure that was the direction I had to go. And basically they just scared me off. (laughs) And uh, by the time I realized that was where I had to go, I had already been wandering around this mansion for like an hour.
0: Now, have you been burning the bodies and stuff like that?
1: I did at first. Mm-hmm. Now, I feel like I would rather just take the chance, even if it's like a 75% chance, that I get attacked once and just knock them off and not kill them. Right. Then to care, to waste a, a, an inventory slot on the kerosene and then an inventory slot on the lighter. So I stopped burning the bodies, but... I also stopped killing the zombies. So
0: that's kind of what I did. <clears throat> Luckily, Chris, his lighter doesn't take up an inventory slot. It's kinda like the lock pick for Jill. So um, you know, since he starts off with a, a lighter and it doesn't take up an inventory slot, the only thing I have to worry about is taking care of scene with me. But like you, I did not I started just running around zombies. I've gotten like th- that's the thing about these games, especially with the tank controls. After you sit down for about an hour, it's like fucking second nature.
1: Yeah, I, I'm not having any problem walking around, not compared to those first five minutes with the with the Wiimote. Yeah. Whew.
0: But uh yes, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm I can I can dodge a zombie like it's nothing now. Um every once in a while they'll get the jump on me. Uh, mainly because of the camera. But uh, yeah, it's so we have to get all these death masks. <clears throat> When we take the death mask back to the cemetery and uh, go down into that little basement looking area, like a cellar, put the masks on the busts, and it drops this uh, giant coffin. And um, we open up the coffin, and there is a crimson head in there. Um, from what I understand, the game says, or according to the canon, this is the first Crimson Head, like the one they deliberately created, and they, they deemed it too volatile, and so they locked it up in that coffin, and I guess – like, who designed these puzzles? That's the thing that gets me. It's like a bunch of scientists designed these puzzles with these death masks and then chained up yeah, this coffin.
1: Who, who in the universe designed the puzzles? Yeah. Yeah. Especially with, you know, you mentioned that Windcrest. Really? Is that is that where you want to have to go to pick up the item that you get from that? Yeah. Stalk out into a graveyard to get a gun? Yeah. Nonsense.
0: <laughs> this whole game is nonsense. Yeah,
1: but it's deliciously enjoyable nonsense.
0: <laughs> so, <clears throat> after getting the... Uh, the death masks and all that stuff and killing the, uh, the crimson head that was in there, who is, it's kind of like a, I I would say kind of like a mini boss because it does take a lot of damage. Um, we get another item that's in the coffin. Um, it's a crest that we have to use to open up a door that takes us deeper into the woods behind the mansion. Uh, and in doing so we begin the second part of the game, um, according to the fact, it's not the second part. It, it the second part starts whenever you make it to the residence. Um, but yeah, it
1: depends which fact. I I saw I was reading a different one that said the part with the cabin is the second part of the game, okay. and then the residence is the third part of the game. Hmm. I'm like, how are you going to have the entire mansion like four hours of gameplay be one part? And then ten minutes of gameplay be part two.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It, it, you know, it, it depends on the, the you know the the author of the the fact and stuff like that. So, yeah, we have to go to this cabin. Um, I remember when I first played this game in two thousand two. Um, you get a you get a radio call. Uh, we have a radio, but it's broken. Um, but so we can hear through it, but yeah. we can't speak through it. And uh there is somebody I I for me, Chris, it was Wesker on the other end. And mm. it's kind of uh you know, it is a little a little jumbly, you can't hear exactly what he's saying, a lot of static. Uh but you can make out don't go into the woods. And uh when I was in, in two thousand two when I played this game for the first time, I was like, I, I, "This the, the feeling of fucking dread just like straight just came over me. Whenever I heard that, I saw that cutscene, I was like, oh, shit. And I was like, do I even want to keep going? <laughs> and um, so you keep going deeper into the woods. You have to solve a few puzzles that are really obtuse.
1: Yeah, they are a little obscure. Like the, uh, the with the weather vanes? Yeah,
0: I couldn't figure. Like, I didn't go by the fact. Like, like, like I told you. Like, I went by the fact to begin with, and I said, "Well, this is spoiling almost every scare I'm gonna have." So yeah. I decided not to go by it. And um, when I got made of those weather vanes, I was like, "Well, I don't know what the fuck to do." I was like, "There is no explanation of what I'm doing." Like every time I would move, every time I would stop it, it would move the the dog statue, and I'm like, "Well, what the fuck? What am I supposed to try and do here?" So finally, I just brought up the fact, and I was like, oh, there is no explanation for why I have to do this, but I'm doing it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think the way that you're supposed to go about that is to basically, this this is what I imagine that they do, is you get to the first weather vane, you turn it, the dog statue turns, and nothing happens. So in my mind, they expect you to, like, mark this in your brain. To say, all right, I don't know exactly what this means, but I'll come back to it. Yeah. And then when you get to the second one and see another dog turn and nothing happens, you're like, okay. Then you finally get to the gate and you see the two dogs. And in my mind, they have to face the same way, but there's no real indication of which way that is. Exactly. So then you have to backtrack and say, all right, if I face them both out or both towards each other or both away from each other – and so unfortunately that's the kind of thing that takes a long time to do to kind of figure this out then go back and ch- change the weather vanes and wait for something to happen I mean you might be talking that takes you 20 or 30 minutes if you know depending on how long it is before you give up on the weather vane because it's not there's there's no real consensus as to if you come upon a puzzle do you stick with it till you figure it out or do you figure out how it works and then abandon it and come back to it later once you have more information or the missing piece? Yeah. So it's a little tough to know when to give up on a puzzle because you might not get it, but you might – maybe you're not supposed to get it at that point. Yeah. So it's, a, it's a little weird in that respect. And it, I feel like the more modern the game gets, the more hints they give you towards that type of thing. Uh-huh. For example, trucking through the mansion. I love the fact that they show you which rooms you haven't been to and the red doors are the ones that are still locked. But I feel like if this game were to come out today, they'd tell you on the map which key opens which door.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> that would be So
1: there's yeah, there's a little bit more backtracking than maybe is necessary in this game because they don't give you sort of as many clues. Like I was playing uh Uncharted. Right. And there is not similar, but there is. there was a puzzle that I did five minutes after picking the game back up where you have to rotate statues. You open up Drake's little manual. Basically, it tells you exactly how to turn each one. <laughs> and so the only thing you have to figure out how to do is open the manual. But that pops up on the screen consistently until you do that. Yeah. And then the answer is right there in the manual. So that's much, much, much different philosophy than this game where it's like, well... Figure it out on your own, and if you don't, you just never progress.
0: Yeah, that was the biggest thing that I, I think games nowadays, with the exception of maybe like a Dark Souls, or you sure. know, I mean that's like that, that.
1: you know that's a game with a, a philosophy built around beating you over the head. Oh yeah, not, I mean, you-
0: that's how those games were back in the day. You know, on the original PlayStation. I, yeah. When I first picked up Resident Evil, like you know, if you want to get into our history with Resident Evil, I mean. Th- this game came out in 1997. I was fucking like 12 years old when this game came out. And the only reason why I purchased it was because of the cover. It was Chris Redfield with this bulging eye and there was spiders. (laughs) around You know, you know that cover. Everybody knows that fucking cover. Yep. And I was like, that totally does not look like Chris Redfield at all. But, (laughs) and I was just like, this game looks crazy. You know, and that, 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 cause back then, you know, I, like you didn't, unless you, you know, subscribe to a magazine or saw it in the magazine, you didn't know what this game was. So I saw a cover of it. And I think, like, you know, back in the day, like in Walmart and stuff like that, they would have a television playing demos of all the games yep, and stuff like I that. I remember those. And like I saw some gameplay of Resident Evil and I was like, oh man, it's like zombies and stuff like that. Cause back then you didn't, you didn't hear much about zombies back then. You know, they were, pre- they were kind of big in the 80s. But in the the mid the
1: Romero movies.
0: Yeah, but in the the mid and the early and mid nineties, you never heard of anything about zombies up until Resident Evil came out. Resident Evil rejuvenated the zombie genre. It really did. Because you know, people you know, a lot of people started playing more video games. It got it got a little bit more mainstream and then oh well people like zombie movies, so let's do a remake of Dawn of the Dead. You know, and give it to you know Zack Snyder, and they, you know, that was what kind of just jump started it. You know, they did, you know, then they did the Resident Evil movie, and so like, you know, a lot, a lot of modern horror, as far as like zombie apocalypse, the, you know, the Walking Dead. I think a lot of that has to do with Resident Evil. Yeah, I mean that's because that was what got people back into zombies. So, you know, and but like going back to what in nineteen ninety seven. When I was playing this game, I I had no idea what to do. You know, I was like, yeah.
1: There was certainly no fact.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I I picked up this crest, and I don't know what to do with this crest. And then I'd, I'd eventually run into this area. There's another crest. Well, I, well, can I put the other crest in there? And you know, it was it was just, just it's crazy. You know, it was just like I, the trying to figure. I guarantee you, the original Resident Evil took me twenty hours to finish. Easily. Easily. For me. Easily. And I was like, Cause I couldn't figure the shit out. And it just kept getting harder and harder. So.
1: And I don't think that Capcom or anyone else, and maybe rightfully so, would assume that people have that attention span anymore.
0: Well, yeah. he's
1: going to take 20 hours to go through a game like this.
0: Yeah. I mean, a perfect example, look at Resident Evil 6. You know, Resident Evil 6 is basically, you, you you know, you can look at a map and it says, go fucking here, you know? Yeah. It, I mean, it, like, it, any 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 game nowadays, like I said, but with the exception of like a Dark Souls, you know, kind of game, it, they don't, it, it, it's like a genre now of like, there's no hand-holding in this game. That's what games were back in the day, you know? So it's it, it, it's it's kind of refreshing because you know Resident Evil remake, the one that we're playing, was kind of on that cusp of changing it up to be slightly easier, you know, making games more accessible for people.
1: Yeah, I don't think that this game is hard because it was trying to be a throwback. It was just hard because it was a remake of an old game.
0: Yeah. So it's. Um it's interesting how they're handling that. Um, so yeah, after doing the death masks and killing that guy, uh, we eventually have to make it outside. Um, and, uh, we make it to this cabin out in the, the backwoods. Uh, and this is where we run into basically what is this game's nemesis? um, the person's name is Lisa Trevor, um, which we find out a little later on, and and we, it gets it's hinted at for uh, multiple times uh, throughout the game. Um, this little girl, I think she's like fourteen or thirteen or fourteen years old, was used as an experiment uh, by her own father. Um and she was experimented on using the T-virus and was turned into this strange creature abomination thing. And, I mean, obviously she is, um, she's deranged and uh, rightfully so, I guess. Um, And they, uh, they try to chain her up and she has like these shackles on. So whenever she's around, you're gonna hear these shackles, you know, going back and forth. And she she moans most of the time, but if you stay if you stand around her long enough, like if you're in the same room with her, she'll eventually just start fucking screaming. And my god, that 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 still sent a chill down my spine whenever I heard that. Because like I, oh it was it pissed me off. So I died. <laughs> um, I didn't die from her. I made it past her. And was going on to the residence area, and I had to kill these three zombie dogs. Um, and they'd like to gang up on me and fucking killed me. So I had to go back through because I lost like a like almost an hour's worth of play time. I had to go back, get all the ma I didn't have to get the mask; they were all in the item box. I Had to get all the mask out of the item box, go back there, kill the fucking crimson head, go back to the cabin, see all this cutscene. So like, you know, there's a cut scene in the cabin where she she comes inside the house the cabin uh and when you try to leave she knocks you out really she knocked out chris um and yeah. then when i wake up that's when she i guess tries to attack again and we just run away you can't kill her uh don't waste your ammo on her um she does not follow you through doors so once you leave that room she she wasn't she don't follow, she won't follow you um but the second time, I kind of like, I made sure not to get hit by her. So I just kind of like took a long way around. And as I was going through the door, she just lah! screamed. I was like, God, that's fucking creepy. Go outside <laughs> that door now. <laughs> so it's, um, she's going to be chasing us around for pretty much the rest of the game. Uh, Like I said, she's like the nemesis from Resident Evil 3 always stalking us just listen for the, the the shackles chains if you hear that run yeah so after that we go to the residence um we had to go through like this little garden area there's zombie dogs really annoying um yep uh, and uh we make it to the residence now how far have you made it have you made it through the residence are you still there
1: Uh, I just have to, I already killed Neptune. Okay. I have not killed the plant yet.
0: Okay. Um, then we can talk about that. Um, so the residence is basically where a lot of the scientists lived. It's almost like a dormitory. Um, you know, they have like a rec room and stuff like that. Yeah
1: table
0: yeah pool table uh but it was also um It it, it there there's a lower part to the residence um that's kind of a secret to begin with um well, of
1: course yeah everything's secret a secret labs, secret underground labs at the resident evil way
0: yeah so they 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 were doing experiments on plants. A lot of botany stuff. Uh, they experimented with the T virus on this one plant. Uh, they call it Plant Forty Two, um, and the plant grew and kind of went wild. And they said kind of had a mind of its own. Um, and it killed a lot of the people that 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 were there. Um, and what they were doing was they were they were Pumping both this the T virus as well as uh, uh fertilizer and stuff like that through this large underground like water tank. Huge water tank. Um and uh something malfunctioned and it flooded. Um And so we go downstairs or, or down a ladder into this lab area where the, the flood happened. And Another
1: nice bit of engineering because the the ladder to this entire secret underground base is just like in a back room behind a bookshelf.
0: Yeah, and when you go down there, you know, obviously the entire place is kind of flooded. You have to, you, you know, you're you're running in waist deep water
1: while sharks are chasing you.
0: Yeah, for some reason there's fucking sharks in here. Mutated sharks with freaking laser beams attached to their heads. Um, not not the laser beams. That's that's a joke. Uh, but, uh, the, you know, there's sharks inside this water, a couple of small ones, but then there's this gigantic one and I get a nice little cutscene actually, because I remember you were talking about Richard, the the guy who got bit by the snake. Yep. Uh, I saved Richard and remember I said, I didn't know where he went because Rebecca took him back to the medicine room and then he uh-huh. just disappeared. Well, he was down there in the flooded area. Oh no shit! And uh, he's like, "Yeah, Chris, you need to get out of here. There's sharks in here." And then all of <laughs> a sudden, all of a sudden, the Neptune shark comes up out of the water like deep blue sea, and Samuel Jackson and bites that fucker in half.
1: <laughs> oh, he uh, this this game just likes to have him bitten in half by giant animals because I saved him only to have him still eaten by the snake like a minute later.
0: Yeah. So um, he is killed, and then I have to run away from the sharks uh what we're trying to do is get basically a key um uh, so there's there's this one part where uh we go deeper underground to where we're we're in a room that is that is outside all right so outside of this room there's a lot of glass and it's submerged underwater and apparently the sharks decide it's a good idea to ram the windows and the windows begin to crack. So we have to lower these shutters. And, uh, the shutters don't work right away because they're, they're malfunctioning because of the, uh, I think the oil or something like that. Yeah, the, the oil uh, pressure. Oil pressure for the hydraulics or something like that. Um, and you had to solve that little puzzle and you have to do it in a certain amount of time because the pressure will eventually cave the place in and then you'll die. Uh, I had not saved in a long time and I was like, oh shit. Yeah. I pulled up Motherfack on that one, um, and uh, I swear to God it was at
1: 100%. Oh, shit. I was going to say I was at 95%. I didn't even – like I hadn't figured the puzzle out. I was just pushing buttons, and it was getting pretty desperate, and then all of a sudden it worked. And I was like, I don't know what happened, but thank God it did because I hadn't saved in a while either.
0: Yeah, I was like, no, 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 no. I paused it. I like, let me look at this fact because it was already at 90%, and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I don't want to know what I'm doing wrong. Just tell me how to do this. And when when the shutters went down, it was at 100%. I was like, my God. I don't know how I survived that, but thank God I did.
1: I never wanted to go back over to that window because that stupid sharp Shark kept headbutting it.
0: I know. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm going to have to start this shit all over. I was like, I don't want to die again in this game. But, uh, so after that, uh, we, uh, basically do like a big circle around this entire area. And when we, we come back around, um, while we're in the area with the shutters, we can, uh, drain the water. So we drain the water. When we come back around, all the sharks are just like out of the water, just like, you know, helpless little fish. Um, and, uh, there's the key that we have to get. And when I reach for the key, the Neptune shark, the giant shark, jaws basically, uh, sure. knocks the key into the water. <laughs> um, I mean, it can't swim, but it's still moving around. And, uh, I pushed a uh, electrical box into the water and then turned on the power and then shocked that fucker to death.
1: Yep, I did too. I was gonna blast him because I saw the previous shark and I thought that was the big shark.
0: Uh huh.
1: And he was just flopping up and down like this guy's no, no big deal at all. It only took one or two shotgun blasts, so I thought that was him. I didn't even re- like I walked past Neptune the shark mm-hmm. before I even noticed that that's what it was. <laughs> Like I got up onto that little platform and then I turned around and saw him. I was like, Oh shit. I can't believe I just walked right next to that. Thing. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm not going back in that water. And I thought about shooting him. And then, you know, and then I bumped up against the, the little control box, knocked it in the water. I'm like, all right, this seems like a much better option.
0: Yeah. So, um, we fried the Neptune shark. Um, one other important information, um, I ran back to where Richard was killed and I got myself a nice combat shotgun too.
1: Oh yeah. See, I got that during this, the second half of the fight with yawn because he had dropped it there.
0: Yeah. So that's the Richard is there to die and give you a shotgun.
1: It's kind of a shitty character arc, but
0: that's true. (laughs) I would not want to be Richard, but uh, so uh, I got the combat shotgun. Haven't used it yet. Um, I'm guessing it's more powerful?
1: Uh, I don't know necessarily that it's more powerful. It has a larger clip for sure, 10 instead of 6 for me. Yeah. Um, and I think it fires more rapidly. Okay. My problem right now is that I can't seem to get rid of all of the shotgun shells in my old shotgun, so I'm carrying both shotguns around.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm... More if I likely. could get
1: my old one down to zero, I would just ditch it and never use it again.
0: Yeah, well, that's what I was planning on doing. I still got one shot left in the original shotgun. I might just put it away, period.
1: Yeah, see, I had two, and then I used them, and I was carrying only the old one around. And then I picked up six shotgun shells. But since I didn't have the combat shotgun, I loaded them into the old one. And now I'm running around with that one with six, and the combat shotgun with only two or three. Mm. So, and I can't. I tried to combine them, but... Doesn't game doesn't like that idea. No.
0: So uh yeah, we killed the uh the shark, uh re- return back to the residence. Uh now we can go through that nice door that has uh plant forty two in it. And um yeah, I know Matt, you said you you have an um
1: I haven't done that, but there was some other stuff in the residence. So you know, we—I got attacked by bees. I got attacked by a giant spider.
0: Yeah, giant spiders were there in the uh, in the rec room.
1: Yeah, uh, and I found the pool balls, each with their own number, and then I also found candles that have the same colors on them, but haven't finished whatever that puzzle is yet.
0: Yeah, uh, you have to get the red book.
1: Yep, I have that.
0: Um, it's getting to the point now where. Chris and his fucking small inventory uh, is really getting on my nerves. Yeah. Like, I, I can't carry any healing items with me. I have my pistol. I have ammo for the pistol. I have.
1: Uh, I haven't even carried my pistol in forever.
0: Oh god, I have to.
1: Cause... I mean, now I've got two shotguns. I've got the grenade launcher, <laughs> and I've got the uh, the magnum.
0: Uh, I put the magnum away. I forgot. We forgot to mention that. Yeah. With the wind crest, we get the magnum.
1: Right before we get to the cabin.
0: Yeah. um, We have to put the wind crest in and it gives us three more crests that we can put into the adjacent. This is all on a grave. It's all on a headstone.
1: While you're being attacked by birds.
0: While you be- well, well here's the thing. If you didn't run by those birds, they wouldn't have attacked you. If you walk by uh, them, some kind of shit. Yeah, I know. If you walk by them, they don't even bother you. But if you run by them, you freak them out and they start attacking you. <laughs> so um uh but yeah, we got the Magnum. Uh I am saving the Magnum because I know what I I need to kill later on. And I suggest you do the same. Highly suggest you do the same. Uh, But the Magnum. Yeah, I haven't
1: used it for anything yet.
0: I I will say the Magnum is. It's basically a one hit kill. On regular zombies. And it blows their head off. So no worry of crimson heads. But. I think you may get a total of 20 shots. In the entire game. With the Magnum. So, oh boy! So I would, uh, I would save that Magnum.
1: That's what I was trying to do with the grenade rounds, but at one point I ran out of shotguns and needed to use my grenade launcher. Mm.
0: But yeah, the um, you know in the residence we uh, we get attacked by some bees. Really annoying. I just kept running by them.
1: I was glad to see that one shotgun shell took out all, all three bees that were chasing me,
0: oh okay. I just Those didn't nice. feel like I just didn't feel like wasting it, which I have like a hundred and something shots of my handgun now so I, I, I yeah
1: it would be good on the bees. I feel like it's almost useless on the zombies though it takes so long to kill them with a handgun.
0: Uh, I'd say six shots. You know, but now that, I feel
1: like it's five or six shots, and then they go down, and then two seconds later they get back up, and then it's four or five more. Maybe it's not that many.
0: Yeah. the The thing that gets me is I've gotten really good at letting a zombie get right up on me and aim up with a shotgun and blow its head off. Huh. So I, because I don't want to light these fuckers on fire anymore. But you really won't have to worry about zombies too much after we go back from the Resonance. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure you've played Resident Evil 1 before. I'm sure you remember Wait, what yes. happens.
1: I, I remember. I remember.
0: These nice little green guys start coming after us. Ugh, God, I don't. I don't. I'm not even I ready. still
1: remember the first time I played that. And The first time you see them, you see it through their eyes. So mm-hmm. they're running towards the mansion. Mm-hmm. That was one of the creepiest things in that game to me. I'm like, <laughs> what the heck? Is it clearly not a zombie? And I haven't seen it yet. I'm just seeing the world through its eyes. That was some scary shit.
0: Yeah. And it opens doors. I was like, huh? What? What? (laughs) What we're talking about is the hunters. Those fuckers. They got that one-hit kill that just, like, knocks your head off. Yep. So. (sighs) And they pretty much just take over. And in every room where a zombie was, there's going to be a hunter in it now.
1: Better than a pellet swap, I guess.
0: That's true, but man, they really want to kill you in this game. So yeah, it's a, kind of a short episode if we're done. Anything else you want to talk about? I mean, we're kind of taking our time with this game. You know, I mean, we, we're trying to waste some time before Dragon Age Inquisition comes out. So I mean, more than I, I mean. If it's if it's okay with you, more than likely next week will be the last episode of Resident Evil because I think we're past halfway.
1: Okay. Yeah, that should be reasonable.
0: That's I mean that's up to you. Like like I said, we don't have to. Um, but I mean, uh, like yeah, we are pretty much halfway. If not, it, well yeah, when we get back from the residence, we are past halfway. Okay. Um, as far as I can remember, um, so, I mean, you know, that's up to you. We'll, we'll just play, play it by ear. See how, see how far we make it. Um, like I said, I got a lot of review games I got to worry about now. And, um, oh man, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, kind of a shorter spooky episode for Halloween. I don't know. You want to talk about something else? You want to talk about something scary. Scary movies? I know mean, we can. I did see a
1: pretty cool one the other day. It turned out not to be as good as I thought it was going to be.
0: What was it?
1: It was sort of Haunted House-esque. Uh, it was a movie called The House of the Devil.
0: House of the Devil. And,
1: I, it, you know, it... The premise is not necessarily super intriguing. The the end result of the movie is not necessarily amazing, but the thing that I thought was awesome was that it was made in 2009, but it was made as an 80s horror movie. Okay. So you know, it's set in the 80s, everybody, everything is in the 80s. Even the opening, like the opening credits and stuff, are done like in the 1980s. Uh-huh. Unless it was just re-released in 09 and I missed it. Like, it seems like a pretty spot-on impression of an 80s horror movie. Okay. You know, Maybe it was just some kind of update that happened in 09. Uh, but it was it, it, it was kind of cool. That it was a little bit of a weak payoff, but essentially it's just this broke college girl who goes to essentially babysit for a night and then all kinds of horrible shit happens while she's spending the night essentially alone in this large house. Hmm. It was not really even as scary as I wanted it to be, but
0: who's the girl in that movie?
1: Uh, The girl is a blonde girl.
0: (laughs) Is it, is it the, is it the younger sister of the Olsen twins?
1: No, it is not an Olsen twin.
0: No, the younger sister of the Olsen twins. The one that's playing Scarlet Witch in the new uh, in the new Avengers movie is coming out. You said the Devil's House so. is the name of
1: it. It actually the the main character. The Devil's House I think is a different movie from the House of the Devil.
0: Okay, House of the Devil. House of the Devil, two thousand nine. IMDB come on taking its time
1: basically the whole thing arose because this movie was on a list like the on Netflix
0: uh-huh
1: and most of the ones that we looked at that you know basically we looked them up in Netflix and they were like one star, two stars and this one happened to be like four so we gave it a watch and you know it's a little a little hit or miss I I like what they were doing. I I like the idea of making an eighties movie in basically twenty ten. Okay. It's cool that that there's a market even for that that people Mm -hmm. want an eighties horror movie. Yeah. So and you know the the basic premise and the idea of the movie wasn't bad. It was you know maybe a touch weak and with a weak ending, but not terrible. Worth a watch, I'd say.
0: Elizabeth Olsen. Is the girl I'm thinking of. Uh, She was also in a horror movie. um, That I'm trying to. Figure out what it was. Because I watched it. And I thought it was kind of interesting. Jesus. Trying to find it here. Silent House. Was the name of it.
1: I wish they'd make a movie about Lock the Lock and Key House. Key House? I forget what the name of the actual house is.
0: <laughs> I know what you're talking about, and I don't know what it is either. Lock and key's great. The Key is the
1: great. The Key House or the Keystone House? One of the two. Something like that.
0: Keystone House, that sounds about right.
1: The Keystone Estate or something?
0: Yeah. Lock and Key's great. If anybody out there has never read it.
1: How far into it have you have you gotten?
0: God, it's been close to maybe two years since I've read any. Mm. I think I'm not caught up at all, so I don't know how far you've read into it.
1: No, I only read the the first full trade, but I have all of them now. Let's see here.
0: I can't. Something's up with my phone. It's not bringing up anything. Um, You know, I I haven't seen anything scary in a long time. I did like, I I try to watch. I mean, I, I think I should watch American Horror Story. I know you've mentioned it before.
1: It's pretty, yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. Not necessarily in the horribly scary kind of way, but in the, WTF! This is bad shit, crazy kind of way, right? Uh, and, I, and I do, you know. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no you go ahead. Uh, I I do love the structure of it. The way it's like one season is one story, and then the actors uh, they don't repeat the roles, but they play all new characters in the new the new story next year.
0: Yeah, that in- Not that, every intrigues, that intrigues me the most.
1: It's pretty cool. Seeing how they change from one character to the other.
0: Um, I you know what? I, I take that back. I did watch a movie. Um, Chuck, who was on our, one of our episodes, one of our series. Uh, not he, Chucky. No, not Chucky. Uh, uh Chuck Dowling. He uh, runs a uh, YouTube channel called Water Cooler Films. Uh, he does a lot of good stuff on there, and every. Uh, Halloween every October, he does what the he calls the thirty-one horror movies in thirty-one days, and he reviews a horror movie every single day, uh, and he posts the videos up on his um, on his channel. Uh, I've been watching that for like friggin' five years. Um, in fact, that's kind of how I met Chuck, um, and I really enjoy his stuff. And he did he covered one this. October, uh, called Dead and Buried, and i had never heard of the movie before, and it was one of those episodes where it was like three minutes long, and he basically didn't go into the plot at all, because he said, he, he highly suggested people watch it, and he didn't want to spoil it for anybody, and I was like, huh, he normally doesn't do this kind of stuff, so I'm going to take him up on this, and I actually purchased the movie, um, got it on Blu-ray, it was cheap as shit. Um, but it's a movie from the eighties. Uh, it's kind of like a mystery. It's about this cop who is, uh, investigating a bunch of murders that take place around his little town. Um, but then it starts getting really crazy and it, it, it gets kind of supernatural toward the end. um, mm. It's actually, it uh, it kept me interested throughout the entire movie. And that's kind of hard to do, particularly with a horror movie nowadays. Um,
1: yeah.
0: I mean, I, it's not even a horror movie, but the last movie that's kind of in that genre, was it, it's not even a horror movie, it was the, uh, the Cabin in the Woods. You know?
1: Oh yeah, it's a great movie.
0: I fucking love that movie, and that's not even a horror movie, that's a fucking comedy. I don't care what anybody says. But um if he, if you have not seen Cabin in the Woods, do yourself a favor, it's on Netflix. At le- at least it was on Netflix. Um That movie is so fucking dumb. <laughs> oh, and the end, like the toward the end, it just goes like, you know what? Fuck it. We're just gonna throw everything out there. <laughs> but um God, you know what? I mean, that that's it's it's bad. You know, it's Halloween. You know, we like to talk about scary stuff, and I, I I I haven't seen a horror movie, in I don't know how long. It's just like like mm-hmm. most of the stuff is It's kind of hokey nowadays, you know. Like I really yeah. liked. Like oh, I said, go ahead.
1: I I don't know how much of it I've talked about with you, but there were so many horror movies that I was watching with one of, with one of the guys that I volunteered with. Uh huh. Um, and now that's totally, like, died off now that I don't see him and I, you know, I haven't – we used to go to the to the movies every other week and we would watch literally almost every single horror movie that came out in the last two, two and a half years. Right. Uh, I saw it in the theaters and now I haven't seen any new ones in a while. But you're right. Most of them are shit. And in the probably two full years where I watched every single horror movie, I would say there were three to four good ones. Yeah.
0: What is your stance on? All right, what do you think of the Blair Witch Project?
1: It's hard for me to answer that because I like the Blair Witch Project for what it was when it was. Yeah. I wish I had seen that opening weekend in the theaters. Uh huh. Because there was so much written about that movie. That by the time I saw it, it was impossible for me to suspend my disbelief. Right, and it, it was interesting to watch it as essentially the first real shaky cam movie. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I, I couldn't really get it like wrap my mind around like convincing myself that it was real. And if I had seen that opening weekend, it could have been super high on my list of all time movies. But as it stands, I think it's interesting for what it is. Um, now it's now I'm kind of angry at what it's done to so many horror movies and the way that they're still making thoughtless shaky cam movies.
0: Yeah, I absolutely adore the Blair Witch Project um, because I did see it. I didn't see it in theaters, but I did see it when it came out. Like I think on like hell, I'm, I don't think I think it was after DVDs got pretty popular. So um, I'm pretty sure I saw it on DVD. But I was still kind of young. I think that movie came out in, like, what, 99? Somewhere around there. So I was probably about 14. Mm-hmm. That movie freaked me the fuck out, because I had never seen anything like that before. You know, that was that was one of the things yeah,
1: that... Yeah, I thought it was pretty good.
0: The, the, that was one of the things that got me, was that, and the thing that I, I still love about the Blair Witch Projects, is, like, nowadays, you know, the, these quote-unquote found footage films, um, they they just straight-up show you show the ghost and have them chasing you and stuff like that, and... The Blair Witch Project never showed you anything. You never saw what was chasing them, even at the very end, and everything was left up to your imagination, and that's that's what I loved about it. And that, I think that's what really made it brilliant, you know, and it it, it was revolutionary for its time. Cause I, like it's, it's the for me, the Blair Witch Project was kind of like The Exorcist for my dad, because my dad he, he he to this day he'll tell me when he went and saw the exorcist in theaters and he said that literally, he said there was people walking out of the theater because he said people were either too frightened or too disgusted from it. And he said he, that, that he had, they had never seen anything like that before. Nothing had ever existed before that. He said it was, it, it was just so graphic and just so almost realistic and he, he he was like it 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 blew him away whenever he saw it, and he, I was like he, I was like, do you think it was a it was before it it was a movie before its time? And he said, no, I think it came out at the perfect time, because people need to be shocked by that kind of stuff. Yeah. So um, it would that that like you know the Exorcist is still kind of creepy to me. Um, yep. But it's it, you know it's
1: hard to find new horror movies that that fill that role these days.
0: Yeah. That that's that's my biggest thing is like I don't um everything's been fucking done before. That's my that's my problem. It's like nowadays it's all about the found footage stuff. I'm a sucker for the Paranormal Activity movies when they come out. Yes, I will watch them. Uh, do a and that's basically because it's kind of like the Fast and the Furious movies. I just watch them because they're dumb. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, just, you know, I was like, yeah, sure, another Paranormal Activity movie. And, yeah, it, all right, what's this one about? You know, the last one was crap. I thought it was absolute crap. But I was just like, yeah, yeah, I'll watch it. You know, it's just, it's one of those things. But they're not scary. I think the first one was okay. Because it was kind of like one of those, you know, it was a found footage film, but it was one of those that was kind of like really indie. Nobody had really heard of that one until they started like, when they first released it in the theaters, like it, it'd be, they'd been in like film festivals before. You know, it was a very small budget movie, and um, they, it originally was released in film festivals, and then they said, "Oh, this will be a hit in you know mass theaters." Um, and uh, it came out whenever I was still living with Alan. Um, and um, I mean, let's be completely honest here. Alan and I did a lot of illegally downloading movies. And, um, we, uh, Alan downloaded Paranormal Activity. Um, we had never even heard of the fucking movie. Apparently, he, what had happened was he had downloaded a film festival version of the movie where the ending is completely fucking different. Uh, to where. Yeah, I've
1: seen all the endings on there. They're. They're radically different.
0: Yeah the, the the ending that we saw was the one where it did not leave anything open to a sequel at all. And and, and when we got done watching that movie, we were like, "Wow, that was kind of fucking crazy." You know, because th- that was one of those things where like we'd never seen stuff like that before either. You know, even granted that was back in like two thousand eight, two thousand nine, somewhere around there. And we're like, you know, cuz the found footage stuff had been done. We've seen the Blair Witch project before, but this was the one that was like uh, they are bringing it back. And I was like, "Huh, that was actually kind of creepy at times." I'll tell you the movie that creeped me out the most. That uh and the the, the most recent movie that's creeped me out the most was The Fourth Kind.
1: Yeah. I've I know, I've seen it.
0: I I know how you I know your stance on The Fourth Kind. But you gotta understand, I watched that movie when I lived with Alan, who lives in a cabin in the fucking woods. And I was just like, I don't <laughs> every time I would lay down to go to bed, I'd be like, Aliens are gonna fucking get me. I know it right now.
1: Huh. So I do think it's interesting how different people can react differently to different types of horror. So I had a f I had a friend who for that same like thought process he would be scared to death to go outside on clear nights because he would like look up in the sky see all the stars and just be like they could be anywhere they could be coming at us right now and that scares the shit out of me and he literally was scared to like look at the stars huh and then like and i have other people who like would watch something like the fourth kind and be like no it's nonsense it doesn't scare me at all now serial killers that scares the shit out of me especially real-life serial killers because, you know, they could be around the corner. And, like, that would scare the shit out of them, but they wouldn't be scared about anything supernatural. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting how different people hold on to and react differently to these different types of horror.
0: Yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, I, I don't really know what scares me. Um, don't get me wrong. There's images that scare the hell out of me. I mean, yeah, sure, like a – Anything that's, like, jumping out at you will make me jump. But stuff that, like... Yeah, I
1: mean, that's not really... That's not really... I mean, that's a that's a different type of scare. But that's just a shock more than it is a scare.
0: Yeah, the things that, that will keep you up at night after viewing them, that's yeah. the things that actually scare you, you know. Um, I really don't know, to be honest with you. I mean, you know, it's... Uh, i've i've seen i'll tell you some stuff that's that's creeped me the fuck out before and it's not even a fucking movie uh, creepy pasta have you ever heard of creepy pasta?
1: No, but I do not want to eat it.
0: <laughs> it has nothing to do with pasta at all but creepy pasta is all over the internet it is basically i can't remember what website it was but it, you can google search creepy pasta and read them it's basically scary stories. And um, a lot of them have to do with like internet memes and stuff like that. Slender Man is a creepy pasta, um, and 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 there's some on there that I've read. Like if you just read, like just look up like famous creepy pastas. Some of those stories are so well written that they creep me the fuck out. Um, and then this was like recently. This was like whenever, like uh, uh hell, Sarah was living with me, and I like the, like two years ago. And I, like I, I read a bunch of creepy pastas before going to fucking bed, and I was like, fuck, and it, it makes your mind race basically, you know.
1: I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, I know, I know you have night terrors occasionally. But oh yeah, I I try to get into that mindset. I I really really prefer. I mean, it, to me, it's a waste of time to watch a horror movie in the middle of the day with the lights on. Oh, yeah. but you, I'm not going to get anything that I want to get out of it. I'm not going to have any kind of a visceral response to it, and I'm wasting the opportunity to have myself react to that movie. Yeah. So I, I pretty much only watch them in the dark right before I go to bed.
0: But, uh, yeah, the, if you if you want to get into some horror stuff, read some of those creepypastas. Because those those things, there's, there's a few, and, and some of them aren't even trying to be scary. You know, they, 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 and the thing is, is, like, people get really creative, especially with creepypastas. Like, uh, some of them are, like, even about, like, video games and stuff like that. There was one about... Um, uh, this cursed copy of Majora's Mask that was like uh, uh, this guy bought it at like a, a, a yard sale, and uh, apparently was haunted by this kid, and like weird things would happen in the game and stuff like that. And, and like you know, he uh, apparently there was screenshots. He's like, "See, look at what's going on," and you know, and then uh, there was videos and stuff like that. I mean, people get really creative with these creepypastas. Um, uh, there was there was one where and it wasn't even scary it, it like it wasn't trying to be horror it was and it's something I think you'd get into uh, it was a story about a uh, this guy who um these people wanted to do an experiment uh and uh basically they got this guy who uh, you know, his wife died and he didn't you know he he had nothing else to live for so he volunteered for this experiment the experiment was what would happen to a person if we removed every single sense from them? Take away their vision, their hearing, their taste, their feeling, uh, and they—they uh, they were hoping that it would make them more susceptible to supernatural things, possibly even psychic stuff.
1: I would guess this is based on the idea that you know they say if you lose one sense, your other ones are heightened. Yes. So then if you extrapolate that if you lose all your senses, maybe your sixth sense becomes heightened.
0: Yes, that's exactly what it was. And uh I mean obviously this is not real, but uh they play it out like it's real, like oh this happened in 1984 or something like that. And they you know they have pictures of like this was the guy and they you know they it, it's it gets real creative, you know. Hmm. Um but the story itself was just so disturbing because it was like uh it was written down like some, like one of the scientists was keeping a journal of this stuff and um uh apparently to like, bring it
1: back to the circle i rather like those parts of resident evil where you get where you get those little notes yeah um from the scientists and stuff or like one of them's like i don't know what's wrong with me i'm getting really hungry and you know and then and then you get like the uh the, the, the English starts breaking down, and at the end, like he's like he's turning into a zombie as he's writing in his diary. Yeah, kind of hokey, but I, I kind of like those parts.
0: Yeah, but the uh, <laughs> that 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 one was really creepy. It was it was like um, uh, supposedly after losing all of his senses, he, they just made him lay down in a bed, and um, he could still talk, but he couldn't hear it, and he couldn't feel he was talking. He just basically was going on muscle reflexes um and apparently he was hearing uh voices of people who had been dead like scientists mothers and stuff like that were there and he was talking to them and um he started like begging to be killed because he said these people won't leave him alone and they said uh, uh they they said but he he died of a heart attack uh, and the last words out of his mouth was, he says, I have spoken to God and he has abandoned us. And then he died of a heart attack. And I was like, I was like, God, that, you know, that's not even trying to be scary. It's just disturbing. You know, yeah. and it, it, they, they, they leave this like really sinking feeling in your gut. You know, it's just like, God, that's so fucking creepy. And there's a ton of them out there, dude. Like, like Seriously, I can't believe you've never even heard of these before. Definitely start reading those. Just yeah, just Google search "creepy pasta" and just start reading some of them. Cause there's a lot of them out there. Some of them are dumb, but then there's some that's like about like the, like the cursed. Like they get into it like deeply. Like that one about the cursed Majora's mask. I mean, there's fucking like videos and screenshots and like it's like this guy kept a diary for like seven or eight days. And it's like it's it, like it, they get really deep into this kind of stuff. That's how Slenderman came along, and hell, now they're making a fucking Slenderman movie, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they all started off as just like, "Hey, re- write a scary story," and then they like they invented this faceless guy in a suit with long arms.
1: I saw a pretty good little like six-year-old kid dressed up as Slenderman last weekend. It was creepy.
0: <laughs> so it's uh. There's a few things, you know. It's, it's Halloween. All the listeners want to find something to creep them out. Why don't you go read some creepy pastas? I know that's not gaming related, but uh, it's a good
1: Halloween tip, though.
0: I was this definitely a great Halloween tip because I read some of those. This was like two years ago. Hell, I was a fucking man. I was twenty six, twenty seven, and it, they creeped me out, and I couldn't stop thinking about them while I was laying in bed trying to fall asleep.
1: Hmm. Do you have any plans for?
0: Halloween? Halloween.
1: I'm right. gonna
0: I'm gonna do a raid in Destiny, <laughs> and then afterwards I'm gonna pass out candy to the trick or treaters. Okay, and that's about it. Nice quiet evening.
1: Yeah, I don't think this is the neighborhood anyone's gonna be trick or treating in.
0: <laughs> yeah, I live in a fucking suburb, so yeah, I'm gonna get a lot. Of, I, I I get a decent amount of trick or treaters. Um, nice. Last year, I probably got, mm, I'd say about 12. Uh, okay. I'm thinking, see, the thing is, is like, I don't know how to attract them. You know, I, I turn on all my lights and stuff like that. I, I have my fucking yard lit up, but you um, can
1: put like a spooky sign outside that says candy this way.
0: <laughs> this is true. Now yeah. now I'm I mean, that,
1: that might also be what some kind of pedophile would use. Exactly.
0: I was about to say now I'm trying to target myself as a pedophile. <laughs> I don't want to do that.
1: <laughs> but uh you know I mean I, I think tomorrow you get a free pass. This is true. Not I, not I, to be a pedophile, but to... <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I I like uh I've always enjoyed, you know, you know, giving candy to the trick-or-treaters and stuff like that. That's always been fun. So. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm uh I'm gonna do a little bit of gaming, um, and uh, just have a nice quiet, uh, day because I I need it because I'm I'm sick of working.
1: Me too, man. It's been a rough week.
0: But yeah, I think I think we're gonna end it. You know, it's better than just like lingering around. We'll we'll end it here. Um, we're past halfway point in uh, Resident Evil. Uh, we will be back next week, um maybe finishing up Resident Evil, maybe not um but uh, uh we will definitely be back uh talking some more Resident Evil. Some things happen, Matt um uh, especially with your playthrough um some things happen as far as story goes uh that i don 't okay. think that i don 't think you 've ran into yet uh i don 't know if Chris is going to see different
1: them. from the original game
0: yes very much so
1: uh.
0: Um, it has to do with uh, our nemesis that is chasing us around.
1: I'm intrigued.
0: So you'll uh you'll get some of that stuff. I don't think I'm gonna get it. I don't. I can't remember. But I don't think Chris sees some of it. He may see some of it, but I can't remember if he sees all of it. Depending on who you have with you. So okay. Um, but yeah. So there there is some more. Story stuff to go on. I mean, everybody knows how Resident Evil ends. Whisker is a fucking bad guy. Spoiler alert. What?
1: Yeah. No way.
0: No. No. Which is why in Resident Evil 5, Chris Redfield throws him into a fucking volcano. (laughs) (laughs) That's Looking back at it, Resident Evil 5 is fucking ridiculous. (laughs) In multiple ways. Yep. But yeah that's it for us uh if you do want to follow us on twitter we are all there i am at dml fury matt is at remgs and you can follow the podcast itself at ztgd phoenix down i post every episode there uh goes live every friday so definitely follow that if you want to get every episode and know what's going on with us uh you can leave us an itunes review i haven't checked itunes because i haven't checked itunes um uh, but uh, we will read it out on the show. If you'd like to send us an email, you can send me an email, Drew at ztgd dot com. You can suggest games to us. You can tell us what you think about Resident Evil. Uh, uh, if you like creepy pastas, tell us what some of your free, your, your favorite creepy pastas and favorite scary movies, stuff like that. This is still Halloween. We're still doing a Halloween series. Um, but after We've that, we got at least
1: one more week to talk about it.
0: Yeah, we got we got one more week. Uh, But then after that, it's all about the Dragon Age, man. Um, I will go ahead and uh, mention right now, today is Thursday the 30th, the day before Halloween. Uh, I will be playing Dragon Age Inquisition starting Monday. Uh, I am fortunate enough to be a video game reviewer, and EA has been nice enough to send it to us very, very early so I can get my review done in time for the embargo. Uh, So here is my formal (laughs) because I'm going to be playing Dragon Age Inquisition and you're not. Bull. (laughs) It's just so much of a delay. I was waiting on Matt to say something, (laughs) but, uh, (laughs) um, so yeah, uh, that's it for us. I do appreciate everybody listening. Um, send us an email. We'll read it on the show. Um, Let us know what your plans are for Dragon Age. Um, But, uh, yeah. Because if you
1: don't have any, you need to get some.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But, anyway, that's it for us. Um, We're going to be out of here. I hope you guys have a great Halloween. Uh, Eat some candy. uh, Scare some people. Watch a scary movie. Play a scary game. But until next time, I am Drew. And I'm Matt. And we are out of here. You guys have a safe and happy Halloween.